Cheers! What's up everybody? This is Paul Sferlea. Welcome back to a new episode of Hospitality Secrets. Again on the balcony. Today it's raining very nice and I feel very inspired to, to shoot this podcast from the uh, amazing place of my balcony where I can see half of the, half of the city and I feel very inspired. And uh, today I want to start a, a new chapter of this podcast where I would talk about experiences. And this episode will talk more about the the experience economy and what does it mean. So see you after the intro. So the big question is this, how can we, the hospitality industry, present or future entrepreneurs, offer memorable hospitality experiences to our guests in a way that our staff is happy and the business is profitable and sustainable? This is the question and this podcast will try to give you the answer. My name is Paul Sferlea and welcome to Hospitality Secrets. Boom! So you're curious, you like experiences. I think everybody likes good experiences. And before starting, do you know which is the easiest way to offer a memorable experience to somebody? The easiest way to offer a memorable experience to somebody is offering a very, very bad service. (laughs) Nobody will forget that experience. The backstory of this podcast about the, the experience and how I actually understood and started learning the meaning and the importance of experience actually started after me going to to cocktail competitions, starting participating to more and more cocktail competitions, understanding and loving more this hospitality industry and all the the mixology thing and making uh, amazing drinks. And if you think about cocktail competitions, actually a cocktail competition means that you need to create a memorable experience to your judge with a drink so he will remember you and will score more than uh, the others so that's short said the the whole thing about the competition after started going to competitions events started uh, happening people were uh, were uh, contacting me to to organize their event to help them with the events to do weddings to do different corporate events so i started getting some awareness and people were looking for me to offer different kind of experiences that they were used with from from uh, other bartenders so i was thinking how can i improve the drinks that i was offering how can i how can i offer something better than other bartenders that were that were going at the events so I started playing with the drinks. <laughs> this is what the uh, cocktail competitions uh, were for me. I, I tried playing with drinks. So I tried making better drinks. I tried uh, uh, using better ingredients. I tried uh, changing the glasses. I tried offering better services, uh, interacting better with guests, smiling more, engaged. I tried to engage them somehow with, with my products and my services. But something was missing. I really wanted to offer memorable experiences to my guests, but something was not there. And I remember that uh, I had an event in, uh, in, in Bucharest before realizing, before the big aha uh, moment that I will explain you in a moment. I remember uh, going to that event. It was a Vela event for the, the hair uh, 
paint or hair products. And uh, it was a big event. They, they, they uh, gathered all the Vela persons from all the country and it was a, a luxury event where they wanted to offer amazing experiences to, to their partners. So I was, uh, I was uh, with the drinks. I was preparing the drinks, coordinating. Uh, we were four persons and I was coordinating the, the four bartenders and uh, we created actually a, a tailored cocktail list and uh, even the names of the, of the cocktails were names of the Vela products and we tried to, to do it in, that, in a way that would be memorable and different from what they would get from other bartenders. So somehow we managed to offer something nice. But at the end, I wasn't pleased because people were not coming at the bar. They, when they were coming to the bar, they wanted to get the drink faster and then go and socialize in, in uh, other part uh, and do different activities. They didn't want it. They, they were not engaged in the experience that we were offering from the bar. So the drinks were good. But it seemed that they were like very, very monotone and they didn't want to, to stay there and to talk with us too much because we didn't know how to engage them. Something were missing. We were trying to make interesting cocktails and, and good services, but that wasn't enough. So I was kind of frustrated after the event because the feedback was not so as I was expecting. I wanted to offer, wow, <laughs> I wanted to get some very, very positive feedback. And I tried and I struggled and I was frustrated because it didn't work. It didn't work as I was expecting. People were not so curious about the uh, cocktails that we made that had names of the of the uh, paints vela products so that wasn't something very special we tried but it wasn't enough so <laughs> i was kind of frustrated and i knew that something was missing from from my way of organizing events and uh, everything changed the moment when when luisa bulencha uh, called me to, to meet uh, each other and uh, I, I've been to, to her uh, city and she came with uh, uh, her, uh, her boyfriend with Gabi which we, we became friends and uh, actually she invited me to organize the, the, the drinks part from the castle that I was telling also yesterday in the previous episodes which is the, the College of Extraordinary Experiences the, that college which is, takes place every year in September and uh, in, in Poland where all best, the best uh, experienced designers around the world are gathering in four days they are uh, learning how to design experiences in a 13th century castle in Poland so it's a mind-blowing event and I, I cannot forget when I met with Luisa and with Gabi when they, they proposed to, to uh, organize the bar from the castle when we got there me and uh, a friend of mine, we got there, they actually started, before explaining, they said, okay, let me, let me explain you what's an, what's an experience. And instead of starting talking, they, they took out something from their, uh, their purse, her purse, and uh, it was uh, like a, a, a candy, 
and they they gave us this candy and they said okay you 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 should suck this candy and then we'll see i i, I trusted them <laughs> even though it was something like a medicine or something so i took it and i started sucking it it was something like vitamin c and i suck it and we started discussing and they explained what is the college of extraordinary experiences and what does it mean and a lot of details and after we suck it sucked that uh, candy medicine candy then they asked the the waiter to bring us uh, lemon lemon juice actually and lemon and they gave us lemon juice and we we drank lemon juice which is very sour and for for us it seemed like it was very sweet so then we 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 took a bite from a pure lemon and the lemon seemed so sweet for us and i i i i i I remember that moment perfectly and I remember the taste it was sweet and a bit bit sour and we felt lemon very sweet and then we tasted lime again lime was sweet and a bit a bit of sour so everything we tasted that day if it was sour we perceive it as sweet so that was an experience that they offered us and it was so memorable i'm still remembering and i'm still feeling the taste that's that's a, a medicine or, or something there is a substance i i'm not sure exactly what's the name where it, it changed the perception of your taste buds and when you taste sour you will perceive it as sweet that was the medicine it was not so it's not so so uh, unfamiliar but for us, it was super, super memorable. And they said, okay, this is what's an experience. I said, wow. So that's, that's really memorable. And I remember that moment perfect. I remember the, the bar where we met perfectly. I remember the waiter. I remember them. I, I remember everything from that moment because it was so impactful for me that it was very, very memorable. So this, this is when I realized that experience are more than just offering good services and good products. Experiences are something more. And she recommended, she recommended me a book, which I, 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 I bought. It was hard to find. The book is called Experience Economy. It's written by, by Joseph Fine II, Joe Pine and James Gilmore. So these are the two authors and actually they actually they started and, and, and populated the concept of experience economy. So in this book, Joe Pine and James Gilmore explain actually the, the progression of economic value and how economy and the value of the economy progressed until the place where we are now, which we, we've been through four phases until now. And there is a fifth one in the future, but we'll not talk about in this episode about the fifth one. We're going to talk about four main uh, dimensions and then steps of progression of economic value. So every economy is defined by its predominant economic offer, what a buyer obtains from a seller in exchange for money. So first dimension of uh, progr uh, economic progression value starts actually in the agrarian economy, where the economy is based on commodities. Uh, in the agrarian economy, when the vast majority of the population lived and worked on farms, the predominant economic offering was, of course, agrarian commodities, which were bought and sold in the open-air markets in the middle of every town of any size in the world. 
So people were, were planting their, their crops, they were cultivating it and then they were harvesting and uh, they extracted the commodities from the ground and they, they took it to the market and they, they, they exchanged it. For example, they had corn and maybe they exchanged it for, for some bananas, <laughs> which was a hard process because they, if they had, had corn, they, have to, they had to, to find somebody who was, were looking for uh, corn and they had bananas to, to change. So this was the, the exchange in the, the agrarian, agrarian economy, which actually happened for thousands of years in, uh, in the humanity. Second phase of the economic value progression starts actually with the indu industrial revolution, where uh, economy started uh, functioning and based on goods goods which are physical and tangible offerings such as tools uh, uh, e equipment clothes furniture and and many more things which were of course around during the agrarian economy uh, but but they traded at a, a fraction of the total value of commodities when many lived at a subsistence <laughs> level and there uh, manufacture employed far fewer people so hundreds of years ago most people made their own tools fashioned their own equipment see with their own clothes finished their own furniture and and they did all these things by themselves but thanks to the industrial economy factories could now produce each of these categories of goods much more faster, much more cheaply than could individuals on their own. So this is the, the economy based on goods, which started with, uh, with the, indus in the industrial revolution where uh, supermarkets <laughs> started, the people were taking from the ground, they were uh, processing the, the commodities and they transformed it in goods and they were put it in, in supermarkets, in, in, in stores, where people will go and buy a, a small amount with money of, of, of that specific uh, commodity or good that they would need. So with the appearing of, of goods and the, the progression of, of economic value when they were switching from commodities to goods, uh, far, farms were transforming into factories because there were some statistics that uh, in, at, uh, at the peak of the agrarian economy in the United States in the 18th century, more than 80% of the working force were, were, was on farms. Today, less than 3% from, from the working force are work, working into the farms. What happened with the rest of the people? They migrated from, from farms to the factories. This was the, the first step that happened from, from econ agrarian econo uh, economy to the industrial, uh, uh, after industrial revolution into the goods-based economy. Third, third layer, third step of, of uh, prog uh, economical value progression are services. So services are intangible activities performed on behalf of another individual, such as cooking meals, distributing and merchandising goods, repairing tools, equipment, cleaning clothes, cutting hair, performing legal and accounting activities, and many, many others. 
and these the services are, are closer to our industry because hospitality industry started uh, and, and <laughs> it's based on services even though it's serving goods also but the, the economic value that they are, are offering is, are the services because the service it's a good and it's personalized to somebody and it's offered a service with, with that. And now you can see services everywhere. So when, when people don't want to do something by themselves, they can hire somebody else to do what they don't want to do to provide that service for them. If they don't want to clean their carpets, they can call to a, a, a service company who's cleaning the carpets. If they don't want to go to do some the shoppings, they could uh, call a service company to do their shopping. So now we are facing services everywhere. And uh, most of the advanced countries are based on services. Uh, the fourth dimension of uh, progression of economic value is actually the experience economy. And this is where the things starting getting fun because experiences are memorable. That's the, the main word of experience. Experiences are memorable events that engage each individual in an inherently personal way, uh, su such as going to a musical concert, uh, uh, to theater, athletic events, visiting a museum, some art gallery or, or other things, playing a game or sport, uh, sipping coffee with friends in a, in a nice cafe, having a birthday party. So the main characteristic of an experience is that an experience is memorable. If, if, the serv if a service is uh, convenient and, and easy, the, the experience is memorable and actually you are paying for the memory that you are taking. That's the main characteristic of an experience. And the main difference between a service and an experience is that uh, in a service, people are looking to, to, to have nice interactions in an easy and convenient way and fast. So people usually tend to, to save time where they, when they are... Uh, uh, wanted to, to have some services. When you just want to have a service, when you just want to order food, you just want to save time. You don't want to go into a restaurant, into a, maybe a nice restaurant, and uh, uh, spend time there with, and, and driving there, which is maybe be, could be a lot of time, and you choose to save time, you, you choose a service. So the, the main characteristic of, of services are people, are people are usually trying to save time getting some services. But in the experience, people wanted to, to, to have a time well spent. So they choose to pay with, with their money, with their time, with their focus, to have a memorable and engaging experience rather than having a service where they, they want to, to save their time, to pay less, and to be easy and convenient. 
So that's the main difference between service-based uh, economy and experience-based economy, which is very short in this podcast because there's a, a whole book. <laughs> I will I will do more uh, more episodes about. Uh, uh, experiences because actually this is my my biggest passion this is actually the true purpose of, of this podcast because I, I think that that my mission is to help the hospitality industry to shift from a service-based industry into an experience-based industry so we can transform actually the hospitality industry in a place where people don't come and want to save time and want to to have a drink fast a food fast and then go they don't want to interact with us to switch it and to upscale it to move it to the next uh, uh, dimension of the economical uh, value progression which is an experience where people choose to come to 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 spend their time well and to have a memorable hospitality experience. So that's the the main thing that I want to do. That's why I will start now and talk more about the experiences and how can we offer memorable hospitality experiences when we are working. What are some tools and some roadmaps for uh, for the for the hospitality industry to orchestrate memorable hospitality experiences? So this is the progression of economic value first we started with the with the commodities based economy then we went to goods based economy then we we went to the service based economy and now we are in the the experience based economy and uh i will uh tell you also the the fifth uh, and the the future that uh, joe pine and gilmore are, are saying in the book that is the the next economy will be the transformation-based economy. People will go and will choose the transform transformative experiences. For example, uh, let's say a yoga camp. When you come back from a yoga camp, you're a different person. Or a, a sports program. When you go to, to a sports program and like a sport challenge, you, you, you come a different person. It transforms you and it transforms something in you. So this is the next... Uh, next uh, uh, dimension of the progression of economic value. But the, our focus would be on the, the experience-based economy. And, and to, to make an idea about uh, how we, how, what's, what's this uh, progression of economic value, I would like to give an example because uh, this economic history can be recapitulated in the four-stage evolution of the birthday cake. If you are thinking about the birthday cake, that, that cake that you'll get on, on your birthday. So, as uh, uh, in the agrarian economy, mothers would make the birthday cakes from scratch, mixing what they would have from farm, the commodities, flour, sugar, butter, eggs. So, that all together would not cost more than one euro, for example. So, this is the agrarian economy using the commodities it's almost nothing it costs mere dime as the goods-based industrial economy advanced moms would pay a dollar or two for brands such as there were some some brands betty crocker which were pre-mixed ingredients from which they baked the cake so they would pay more and it would be more convenient and more easy for them to bake that cake. Later, when the 
service economy started and took hold, busy parents ordered already baked cakes from the bakery or from the grocery store, which were like 10 or 20 euros, which cost around 10 times more than the, the package ingredients. So they choose to pay more and to, to save more time. But in today's experience economy, parents less and less make the birthday cake or even throw the birthday party. Instead, they pay an admission fee of at least 100 euro or more to outsource the entire event, maybe to a McDonald's or to a museum or a farm or some other uh, places which, who are organizing the whole event for their children. So that's the whole uh, progression of economic value, put it in, in the birthday cake. So that's the first, ep this is the first episode of a longer series where we'll talk about experiences and how to orchestrate and deliver memorable experiences. But remember one thing, if you want to offer an, an experience, you should offer a memorable, a memory. That's the, the main thing about an experience. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's useful. See you tomorrow with more things about hospitality and hospitality experiences. Wish you an amazing day. Cheers.